inviting you to come to the front? And because you earn the deacon, so you get you get another chocolate. Oh wow, thank you. Don't you know that I love chocolate? You might as well share. Sharing is caring. Okay, everyone. How are you? Good. Good. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. So uh, we're, uh, we're we're starting uh, a series this uh, this month. Of course, February is usually Valentine's, so we talk about relationships. So we're having a series about uh, relationships during this, uh, during the remainder of uh, of this month. We started with the with the three D. Who built the crown? Who was here last week and built the crown? Did you enjoy this? The three D fans. I I, I enjoyed them. So uh, hopefully we're gonna do a, one one more activity, but maybe in six months. So we're uh, <laughs> to keep you to keep you on edge to come to edge. <laughs> And uh, today we're going to be talking about uh, something called the science of love. What is the science? How to understand how we feel and how and what we react, what we do. Why do we feel what we feel and why do we do what we do and see what we can take out from, from, uh, from this. So we're going to talk about types of love. Then we're going to have a chemistry lesson. So, uh, and then four types of relationships and implications of what is, what is above. Who's good with chemistry here? Anyone? Because I might need some, uh, some help yeah, in pronouncing few words. Pharmacists and doctors, Yanni. Uh. <laughs> Just because we got the paper doesn't mean we know anything. With the paper. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a nice. us. <laughs> Mom, you need to go to your pharmacy. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Should have not have said this out loud. <laughs> so types of love. Probably we're familiar with that, with them. Probably the one that was a bit uh, when I preparing the like, like not common that to talk that we talk about is the second one. It's it's, it's pronounced the store day. Uh, these are Greek words. Uh, it's written in English, but they are Greek words. And we're going to go through the, the, the meaning. Like, like this is kind of uh, one level leads to another level, and then, 
uh, goes to the other one. So the Eros probably were, were, were familiar with the, with the, with the Eros. Uh, it's a Greek word and it is for sensual love that's coming from the uh, uh, senses, uh, sexual, romantic, passionate. Uh, uh, this, is, this is the mean, the, the mean, the term originated from a mythological Greek god of love. Uh, and you all know like the, uh, the, Roman, uh, the Roman part is the Cupid one, like this is for the Greek and this is for the, for the, for, for the Roman. So the, the Eros is, the, is, is, is type number one, and this is mentioned in the Bible. Anyone knows where is it mentioned in the Bible? Any idea? Or, yes, the Eros. It's mentioned in two prominent places. Uh, mainly, mainly, of course, because it's Greek, so it's in the Old, it's in the New Testament. Uh, the counterpart of the Old Testament would be the Song of Songs, because it has some of the language has about the love and things like that. And in the New Testament, it's it's found in First Corinthians chapter seven, verses uh, eight to nine. For it is better to marry than to burn with desire. So if you have the love of Eros, that desire. So it's better to marry, meaning that it's a, it's a kind of, if you have this type of, of love, the passionate love, one of the, one of the things, of course, it's a kind of a protection from this type of, uh, uh, so that I don't want to go into sinning. So this is, this is a healthy, healthy way. And of course, marriage cannot just go into, into the errors. Otherwise, that's going to be uh, not a Christian, not a Christian marriage. And I don't, I don't think it would, it would last. The second type that is mentioned in the Bible, all these four types are mentioned in the Bible, is the store J type of love. And it is the familial love. It's like the love between siblings, the love between mother and children, father and children, familial, familial love. Uh, and we, we, we can see this clearly like... Uh, uh, when the love between Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. So siblings, they have this, this love, the family love. And Jesus loved them, kind of, he considered them as one of his, as his family, family members. And the counterpart in the Old Testament would be, for example, the love of Jacob to his children. Right, okay? So this is the second type of love. The third type of love which is called filie. The filie love, this is the type of an intimate love uh, that we practice as brothers and sisters. So we're not brothers in the blood, we're not sister, no, not sibling uh, related in the blood, but as children of God we love one another as brothers and, and sisters. So this is the, the philia love, brotherly love that unites believers, believers together. And Jesus expressed this type of, when he talked with his disciples, when he said, you are my disciples if you love one another. So this is the type of love that is the philia Love the love as as brothers and and sister. The fourth type of love, which is the highest morally 
is, is the agape love uh, that is found in the Bible. And it, it, this term defines God's immeasurable, uh, in, incomparable love for human, humankind. So this is God's love towards us. Because this is a type of love that involves sacrifice, that involves no limits. No limit. I love without any, without any, any limit. So you would find this for those who sacrifice, those who give without any limit, that those who give unconditional love, because these are the characteristics of the agape love. Uh, when Jesus asked Peter, "Do you love me?" the first one was the Agape love. He asked him three times. The first two were the agape. He was referring to the agape. Are you willing to love me unconditionally? Are you willing to sacrifice with no limit? And then this is, he did not understand. Peter did not understand this and he was upset. At the, uh, 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 at the beginning, And then he concluded this, do you love me with the brotherly love, the filial love, like, do you love me? And this is, so kind of, he toned it down a little bit. So, but in English, do you love me, do you love me, do you love me? But actually in Greek, the term for the first two is the agape, and the term for the third is the, the filial love, as brothers uh, together. So these are the types of love that are mentioned in the Bible. These are the types of love that maybe we would experience in, uh, in life. So let's have this in the background, kind of this is the background, or this is the uh, 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 backdrop to about the types of love that exist around us and in us. How about feeling love? How about feeling this type feeling, feeling, and ha feeling this type of love? Why is it? Have you have you have you felt love? Pardon me. Yeah. Hopefully, yeah. <laughs> and what type of love was this? When I feel love, Chemical. which type? And what happens in me? What do you mean by chemical? You get the test or anything that you're feeling is strictly chemicals. How so? Any thoughts? Uh, certain behaviors and certain practices and certain things that we experience in life from like an, an evolutionary standpoint are things that we need. For example, the desire to mate appropriate is the things that we need for our, our race and our species to continue. Yes. So as such, we have certain chemical. So how about how about when I see someone? For the first time, whether it is a guy, I'm a guy, see a girl, I'm a girl, see a guy, and I believe I, 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 I'm in love with this person. How do you interpret this? Infatuation. Infatuation. Yes. And where is this coming from? There is a reason we feel this type of love. There are some hormones in the body that gets secreted in our brain and our 
body that make us experience this feeling and that's why we say I am in love and there is a difference between I am in a state of love and being I love this person is there a difference yeah. yes I love you meaning I know you I have dealing with you and because of my dealing with you there is a type of love that exists that I love you with what usually it is the philia or the or the or the agape or the someone agape this is after a long time uh, 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 or, or the storge so this is one explanation so chemistry of love few a few uh, some people are laughing because they see words that are familiar eh? so probably i might need some help pronouncing some of the names over there so what happens there are two types of attraction two types of hormones and depending on each type each has certain characteristics there are sets of hormones without going very 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 scientific because i might not be able to go very 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 scientific but i'm going to do my best there are certain types of hormones that are secreted in our body in our brain and those are the ones like either this or that if i love if i fall in love or i i am in a, i am in a state of love because i see someone because of certain characteristics we're going to talk about probably this is a result of these hormones being secreted in my body and in my brain the norepinephrine and probably this is like 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 uh, those who have allergy they take the uh, shots in their leg or whatever uh, penephrine get that but it's different yes i'm talking about just the the, the name so norepinephrine is one of the hormones and the dopamine they those are receptors and they determine how we feel how we how we react with the hormones that get secreted in our body and then there is the i'm going to say the pea because i cannot pronounce all of this uh, long term uh phenyl phenyl thalamine phenyl thalamine something like that anyone can phenylethylamine phenylethylamine yes <laughs> yes so when i see certain physical qualities in a person and i feel attracted to this person without talking to this person this is probably the first love attraction or the infatuation because i don't know the person right and this type of hormone gets secreted every time that i see these qualities and probably this is based on certain usually it is coming from the social media it's usually coming from what we believe yes an attractive girl would look like this an attractive guy would look like would look like that So whenever I see such quality physical quality in the other person 
these hormones get secreted in my, in my body. And that's why it is a state of love. Because when I see, I feel. It's like exactly going to the uh, 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 Canada Wonderland and going on the roller, into roller coasters. Like, so when you get into the roller coaster, and once you get inside, mm -hmm. the first time you ride this ride, how do you feel? If you, love the, if you love the roller coaster, that is your skin. Butterflies, you feel like, I love it. How about if you go the second time? How about the third time? You don't care anymore. You don't care anymore. Yes. And then basically, that's why you see every year the attraction parts here. We have a new ride this year. What are they after? Excitement. The adrenaline. the adrenaline. They are after this excitement. This is exactly what happens to us every time we see someone new with those physical qualities that we have set in our mind for one reason or another. And this is what gets secreted in our body and in our, in our brain. Another quality of these type of hormones that they are temporary. They are temporary. They are not permanent, meaning that they fade away after time. And they completely fade away. They completely die. For a specific person, if this is consummated with a physical relationship, if this leads to physical relationship, if I feel this rush of hormones and we meet, every time I see this person, I feel this rush of hormones. And then once, for whatever reason, we get into physical relationship, it dies. It disappears. It does not exist any, anymore. And there is a biblical story about this. Uh, I forgot the names of the Amnon, Amnon, mm -hmm. when he loved his half sister, and he wanted to marry her. He wanted to have a physical relationship with her, and his brother gave him a very uh, a cunning, devious plan: act sick, and she's gonna come and take care of you. And when she comes, now this is your opportunity. And this is exactly what happened. And the Bible writes that he hated her after he had a physical relationship with her. He hated her more than the love he had for her before. Because this is the type of hormones that he was acting based upon. The second type it's called the, the endorphins, which is basically oxytocin and serotonin. Those are secreted in the body with lower quantities, and they are more, they are more permanent. And they come because of, I see someone doing a good behavior. And my heart says, this is a good behavior. This is a good quality. Something happens. I see someone who is serving. 
I see someone who's generous. I see someone who is kind. You see the difference? The first are physical characteristics. The second are moral characteristics. They are characteristics, they are behavioral characteristics that they have morals behind them. Kindness, compassion, generosity, service, and so, and so forth. And what happens is, this keeps on increasing, little by little. Those type of hormones, they are more permanent, not temporary, like the first, like the dopamine and the PEA hormones. So this is what happens to us when we see physically versus when we see certain characteristics, why we feel this love from the first sight. Does this make sense so far? Yes. Are we okay? I see people sure. <laughs> confused. Anyone confused so far? Did I confuse anyone or not yet? Okay, very good. <laughs> All right, so this is the what happens in our body as a reaction to what we see, whether physically or characteristics. Now let's understand four types of relationships, or four types of marriages. The first one is purpose-driven. Why, why people get into a relationship that leads into marriage? Purpose-driven. What does purpose-driven mean? Meaning that it's a business deal. In short, it's a business deal. Oh, I like this person because he or she are rich. They have this kind of career that brings money. Oh, I like how this girl looks. I like how this guy looks. I like that he comes from this type of, of, of family that are very well off. So again, they are qualities and characteristics that uh, uh, has a purpose. I'm marrying this person because, yes, this is what I'm getting. Oh, you know what? I want to get my papers here in Canada, so I marry this person, <laughs> right? Yeah. Oh, we've all heard about this. <laughs> so it's a, it's, a, it's a business deal. It's a business deal for a purpose. Yes, I like this person because, because something that giving me a benefit, okay? The second type of love is the PEA-driven, the hormones, the first attraction hormones. So I see someone, oh, I love how she looks, I love how he looks, and it could be about money as well, it could be about this, whatever, whatever it is. So it's based on emotions, based on how I feel, based on how this person makes me feel every time I see them. They make me feel good. They, when I see them, something rushes inside of me and I feel good, so I want to marry this person. And maybe, maybe this person, this person has good qualities and maybe not. Maybe this person has some compatible items with me, compatibility with me, and maybe not. 
but I'm driven basically by how I feel. So I have canceled this part, <laughs> and I have only activated the hormones, not my heart. Don't, let's not deceive ourselves and say, I love this person. I say, like, I am in a state. It's not that I love. I am in a state. The hormones, I love you because of the hormones, not anything, not anything else. What's a, 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 what's a biblical example of this? Bathsheba, what happened? Mm -hmm. So what happened? He saw her bathing. He saw her bathing and? And he wanted her. Did she turn out to be a good person or not? From that relationship came good things. I don't know if she was good. Yes, yes. What's another example that is clearly destructive? Samson. Very good, yes. So Samson example is clear that is driven by the PEA, by this hormone. And it was destructive. So it's purely hormone, purely the looks, purely the hormones that is, that is guiding this feeling and the decision behind this feeling. Though that this person every time in the night Ask him, what is the source of your strength? Every time in the night, she asks him, what is the source of your strength? And he gives her a clue, whatever it is. And she tests, and she calls her people. And they kind of come to attack him. And he overpowers it. Well, this is not a trick. This is, not, this is something real. And then what happens? This repeats second time and a third, and a fourth, until he gives away the secret of his strength. And he is led captive. He is led blind. Because he was blinded. Guided only by, the, by his emotions. So, in this type of relationship, after marriage, what happens to the PEA? Boom. And then I start, well, how about other qualities? So it becomes a risky initiation for the relationship because I followed only my, followed only my heart, followed only the, the feelings, followed only those kind of hormones. Then love might not be there anymore. I cannot stand her, I cannot stand him. I should have listened to my parents, I should have listened to my friends. So this is a time when it is important to listen to other people around me who do not have the PEA activated. They don't have it, but I have it. So it's nice to check with someone else who does not have this blindness, because it could be blinding me. So let's be practical. The third type is the traditional marriage. What is a traditional marriage? Teta and Giddu marriage. <laughs> arranged marriage, in, 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 in short. What do you think of arranged marriages? Hmm? Pardon me? In terms of arranged marriages and? And like, like, it, like meeting somebody and like getting to know them. Like, mm -hmm. it's like, like successful. Like, 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 
success rate is 50 50. Yeah. Okay. It's purpose driven. Back in the day, that's a more traditional in the sense that they needed work. So, like, I think back in looking at traditional marriages, yeah. like, you have to look at what is the person has to offer. So, it's like purpose driven also, but at the same time, it has an outcome that would potentially be seen as a regular key marriage. Does it? Because I think because are you talking about recent traditional marriages or, or past, past traditional relationships or past relationships or marriages? They were successful because um, they actually knew each other, they came to each other, and they introduced them to each other. And maybe kind of trust kind of the elderly who was introducing them to that traditional marriage. Okay. And not offer, but it's just like, you know, like, it could potentially work. Okay. I think it's fair to say it works for some, not for Yeah. What are the basis of those marriages? I think it's always good yeah purpose good morals good morals good values so intentional good morals good values but also so basically the parents so, so so you have a perspective and I have a different perspective so let me let me let me present my perspective first so that we're clear what am I talking about here so traditional marriage the one that I'm, I'm referring to is when a family I know this family they have a son, they have a daughter, they have a girl, they have a woman. Like we know the family and we have heard good things about the son, about the girl. She would make a good wife, he would make a good husband. So what are we referring to here? Characteristics, no feelings. Characteristics that result in behavior, consistent behavior, and behavior results in which type of hormones being activated? The endorphins. The endorphins which are long term. I'm not sure what's the English ashra. I feel ashra. What's what's ashra in English? Uh, I don't know what it's. Uh, so there is there is uh, There is a, there is a credit history. There is a credit history. So maybe they do not start up with the PEA because they probably do not, maybe, they don't know, they have not seen one another. It's just recommended to them and based on family or friends' recommendation, they would go forward based on behavior, based on good reports of behavior and they kind of see one another, they get to meet one another of course, not for us dating, but they kind of prepare for the uh, whatever. Uh, 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 it could take any form, whether dating, to see if it works or not. But if we're talking about traditional, like in the past, they know one another. They know the family. They know the history of the family. They know the behavior. There is good report about this. And they get together and they do. What is an example of the Bible? In the Bible about such marriages? Rebecca. Who chose Rebecca for Isaac? Abraham's servant. So he went. He said, go to my hometown. Go to my relatives. And when you go there, choose a wife for my son. So the son is staying home. The servant Abimelech went to choose a wife. How did he choose the wife? How did, what was his criteria to say, this is going to be the one? Of course, he was in a dilemma, a big dilemma. He said, what if, what if I can't? What if she doesn't want to come back? So, a lot of questions. 
when he went there, what did he do before, during, and in this process? Pray, pray. He prayed. Ask for God's will. He prayed, God, I'm in this mission. I don't know what to do. So you help me and succeed, make this mission be successful. So he prayed. Did he just pray? No. He went out. He went and he traveled and he put in his mind certain criteria. What is this criteria? The one that comes to the world. The one? The one who? Who offers to serve my camel, to drink, to pour my camel, to give water to my camel. This was a laborious job. This was not an easy job. So what is, what is, why did he choose this criteria? Patient, serving, serving. with an attitude of serving. The attitude of serving goes a long way in relationships. The attitude of serving goes a long way in relationships. Because even if you marry the most beautiful person, guy or a girl, the most rich person, the most well-educated, da-da-da-da-da, if there is no mutual service in the relationship, it's going to break. Because where is service? Service is stemming from sacrifice. A service comes with a sacrifice. So she is putting a lot of effort in this. And where is this coming from? From the model of our Lord Jesus Christ. When he wanted to marry the church, he offered his life service. I want to serve my life on a plate for my bride. And this is literally what our Lord Jesus Christ did. He offered his life on a plate and his blood to his bride, the church, and us. So he said, this is the quality. And what did she say? He kept, like on the way, the Bible says, he kept on telling her about her groom. On the way, he kept on telling her about the groom. There's a very nice, actually, story or analogy between this and us in our way to the kingdom of heaven, that the Holy Spirit, until we are wed, the day of our wedding, the second coming, the Holy Spirit keeps on telling us about our bridegroom, our group, sorry, our group, who is Christ. So he kept on talking to her, and when they met, was done. It was a traditional marriage, but it was not just any two people get married. There were qualities, there were specifications. So traditional does not mean just because I know, no, there are prayers involved, there are criteria, there are some categories, and this criteria leads to development of the endorphins that continue to develop in the relationship. Of course, nowadays it's taking many forms. It's nowadays mama or baba, yabenti and tikberti, and then tries to set you up with a person or the guy, come on, in fact, the actor, the guy, Emta, come on, let's marry, and the Benedict Kinisa Kullaha, whatever, go to this meeting, go to this retreat, go, and kind of pushing, right? 
So that's not that's not that's not a, a good traditional marriage. <laughs> that's not it. That's why whenever we mention traditional, this is what comes to our, our mind, and we don't want it. And of course, we do not want this type of setup. Or, or, or it's a setup. Exactly, it becomes a setup. <laughs> so this is not it. Traditional involves prayer, involves qualities that we are looking for, that we are searching for, and then the marriage will consummate. The, and of course, we see that in the Bible, very high success rate, because it's, it's coupled with prayer and qualities, criteria. Of course, of course, I'm not saying that all traditional marriages are successful. There is like there is no all. There is majority here. Okay, in in every scenario, in every scenario, because sometimes we go with the PEA, but here the assumption is there is no quality. But maybe I'm infatuated with a person, but I discovered that this person has good qualities. Then this is this is an amazing. But we do not want it to be a stroke of luck. <laughs> we do not want it to be just driven by by emotion. Then there is the ideal situation. What is the ideal situation? There is love before and after. So the PEA, there is love before, but there is no love after. Traditional, there is no love before, but there is love after. Okay? The purpose-driven, no love to <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> So it, it's, a, it's a kind of, if you want to say it, if you're a mad person like, like me, it's, it's, it's a zero percentage, like, like 10%, not, not, not more than that. Then the idea is love before and love after. Two people get to know one another before marriage, meaning that, that we meet, we find some points of attraction, but I say, you know what, I'm aware that I am attracted emotionally. The PEA is being active right now. I don't want to follow my PEA hormones. I want to put the brakes. Put the brakes. I continue and actively putting the brakes and maybe consulting. And I'm looking for what? For quality. I'm looking for characteristics. Is this person a godly person? God-fearing? Kindness? Uh, uh, compassion? Serving? loving uh, uh, this and this and this and this. So this leads to both are looking for godly conduct in one another that they see because godly conduct, genuine godly conduct would lead to endorphins, oxytocin being activated. And this builds the reservoir of love in the relationship. And even when the PEA drops, because it will drop, the PEA will know it will drop after marriage. There is no, this is 100%. The infatuation that was there before the marriage, after the marriage is consummated, the PEA will drop. But I want to make sure I have something to bank on. And I bank on the, on the other endorphins. So on the, on the other, uh, yes. So the endorphins actually are increasing. And we see love that is 
portrayed in, 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 in Corinthians, in, in 1 Corinthians 13. So driven by actions of love, attitude of love, sacrifice, service, serving, caring, letting go, forgiving, assuming the good, and so forth. This increases the endorphins and the oxytocin feeling that I love and I'm being loved. Because the person serves me and I serve them. <coughs> so they feel that I love them and I feel loved by the other person, not just for any purpose, not for any reason, but just for who I am because I am a child of God and this creates the connection. Yes? So I want to ask about how, how you define love. And that the reason I ask is because you said ideal, you have love before and love after. I was told by someone that love takes years. Um, and the reason I believe that is because if I have an intense like for someone, I can confuse myself and say I love them when it's an intense like. It's just the hormones and everything. Yes. So I can trick myself into thinking mm -hmm. different things. Mm -hmm. um, and so when we say love, again, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go to the agape love. That would take years to, to actually, so that would be into the marriage now. That's yes. when you start to truly love them. Yes. But before, it's, it's just an intense life, isn't it? Uh, uh, more or less. More or less. You, you just defined them in your question. Like, when we have defined two types of love. Mm -hmm. There is the temporary love that is emotional driven, that is driven by the infatuation first attraction. Mm -hmm. This is love. This is what we call love, but this is not the love that would last. This is the love that if I base the relationship on it only, this is very risky. But I try to base it on practical, active love, love of service, which is 1 Corinthians 13, which takes years to build. But I can see that I'm not gonna wait 13 years to examine every verse in 1 Corinthians 13. <laughs> but I see the signs. I see the signs in decision-making, in, in dealing with friends, in dealing with people, dealing with family, in, 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 in life in general, I will see you. And you will see me. I mean, I mean the couple. So when, when both see one another in, 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 in good context, then they will be able to, yes, I see those qualities. Does this, does this answer the question? Yeah, I hope. Yeah. So can I have a follow-up question to that? So then, but are we not supposed to have a gappy love before we get into anything to begin with? Because if you don't have it, why would you even get into any kind of relationship? Because if you can't sacrifice for even your family, your friends, or anyone, then really you, don't, you shouldn't have, like, that's not a foundation. So you, don't, you have no foundation to be in a relationship anyway, right? How do, how do we develop agape love in a couple relationship? Well, saying you should have agape to begin with. What do you mean have agape? And I think there's an issue with the definition. Yeah. And how agape, God's love for us. God's love for, yeah, that's you what I'm saying. It's sacrificial love, right? Saying you could have that for another person. Can you? Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> so, agape, so, <laughs> my question is, agape is just a general, it's, because when Jesus asks, like, Peter, he's saying, do, do you agape me, right? So he's saying, do you have the, the, the sacrificial love for me? Yes. So my question is, should we not be able to do that before we get into a relationship? With who? With our family, with our friends, with our people around us, maybe in service, you know, depend, right? Should we not have that already or no? Uh, it's a big question, and 
it, it's, it's, it's a work in progress. And what I was leaning to is that it, the seed needs to be there. This is an, another topic, how to develop agape love. I cannot develop agape love to you when I meet you. I cannot develop any agape love to you even if I spend 15, 30 years with you if I don't have it towards exactly. God. Exactly, that's what I was saying. So I need to experience it from God exactly. first. Yes. I need to be working on it from my relationship with God because God whom I love in agape would tell me sacrifice, love your neighbor as yourself. Exactly. If I cannot love God, I cannot love my neighbor. And both are on the same stance. These two commandments. Love the Lord your God and love your neighbor as yourself. So at least I find, I see that we have the same path. We're on the same track. It's not that, you know what, uh, uh, this is good, but you know what, service? No, service. Uh, service comes second. No service needs to come a very high priority. You heard what, sorry? A sermon from Pope Shenouda. He was saying there's different types of love. So there's the ones that before the marriage, during marriage, and after the marriage. So how it's going to look like and what it's going to entail. So I think he mentioned that there are different stages of love in terms of where you are in the relationship. So just like you mentioned, you need to go through a way, like the infatuation and everything like that. And then after the marriage, that's what the Asha comes in. And the more you spend time with each other, the more you understand each other. And because you come from different backgrounds, different values, and then That is what, sorry? Achievable. Achievable. I have here another slide about implications. We, we, we know information right now. We know inform all of this is information. But without this, it's useless. Without this, it's useless. What do I mean by this? What standard do I feed my brain? What standard? If my brain is fed by social media, whether I like it or not, my mind and my eyes and my senses going to assess everyone I see based on social media. Don't tell me I'm a good Christian and I can't separate. But I keep on feeding my brain and my eyes and my ears and all my senses with all what's in the social media. Sometimes we have Drop filters. We have no filters. We need to increase the filters. We need to be aware 
what do I feed my brain? Because based on how I feed my brain, I'm going to make my decision. Here, the previous slides are just information that you can find in books. This is information as well, if it's not translated into, into action. How I feed my, what, what is it that I feed my brain? And my brain is fed through my eyes and my ears and my senses. So this is a question not, for, not only for me, but for all of us, right? What do you feed your senses? What kind of language do I use? What kind of music do I listen to? What do I feed my eyes? Because based on what I feed my eyes, that's going to determine my PEA. If my eyes is kind of the Barbie-like, then my eyes going to impact my PEA to react only to, to Barbie-like figures. And if anyone else, maybe not a Barbie figure, I'm just using the, any, any, any example, and you can replace it with anything, if, if it's mod, more modern than this, if, if, if I do not do this replacement, then I'm going to miss on the qualities and the characteristics of the person. I'm marrying a person, not a, not, a, not, not, not a figure. The figure, the attraction of the figure is going to fade away. But the qualities, the serving attitude qualities, there are, those are not going to fade away. So this, determined, this is determined by what I feed my brain and what I feed my senses. How do you interpret your inner bodily reaction to external stimuli? Maybe I fed my brain a lot of inappropriate things, and, or, or maybe they were appropriate, but they are not helping me make the right choices. They are making me cancel a lot of people just because of the looks or because of this that is not really of substance. Or maybe it has become of substance for me only, but it's canceling other qualities. So being aware, yes, I am infatuated. Because I have fed my brain this, and this is what I react to. So being able to interpret, yes, I'm attracted to this girl because I fed my brain this. I'm attracted to this guy because this is what I fed my brain. I need to, to be aware so that I can put a, do a, a reprogramming. I want to reprogram. Transform by the renewal of my mind. This is what the Bible is asking us to do. How do you keep yourself in check? How do I... No one is gonna... No one interprets what happens to you. No one feels what you feel inside. Only you and I feel what each one of us feel inside. So how do I interact with it? How do I bring God into this? Because I want to have a lasting marriage, a lasting relation, relationship. Any feedback, any questions, any thoughts? Yes. I know we've talked about that. Uh, <laughs> being the big five chocolate pieces. <laughs> I think he's in a hurry. No, 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 no. No, 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 I know me that he, 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 he loves me, P-E-A, and I love him, P-E-A. <laughs> <laughs> No, 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 no. We, ha we, we, we have a filial love. <laughs> uh, Friendship. Okay. In Christ. <laughs> okay.
I, I think in all those types of love, that um, whether it's philia, family, or otherwise, um, there are those who uh, take advantage of that love, um, and um, like the question really is, the person who takes advantage of your kindness or your service uh, in any of these forms of love. Um, as a person, like, are we supposed to be, what's the word? Like, should we protect, be protective of that? Like, is there a form of, like, you just don't blindly, I don't know, like, I feel like there's a certain level, like, you talked about, like, love being the most ultimate form of love, but the reality is there are people out there who manipulate and take advantage of that kindness in all those forms, whether in the friendships or what. So, can you talk a little bit about what it is we supposed to do in the event of such encounter yeah yeah uh, if I understand your question correctly so basically I want so I'm, I'm, I'm trying to offer my kindness my service but sometimes I feel taken advantage of and I want to be protective of this so that I, I don't feel bad and I'm being taken advantage of uh, the way that I would do it is to bring God into the equation I bring God and ask God, help me to, um, I'm, I'm working on loving people unconditionally. At the same time, I want to be able to continue to give. So that, and sometimes when I give this person God, and I feel taken advantage of, I tend to stop my giving. I tend to make it conditional. So please God, help me to sort this out. Help me to sort my relationship with this person so that it's on the right terms, so that I'm able to continue to give and be able to assess. So here the, the context makes a difference. Is this a context of a friendship or a context of a relationship? Because uh, 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 you can put certain boundaries with each. I can put a boundary with friendship. Friendship, we can put some kind of uh, civil thick boundary of respect. Uh, honor, but some limits to how can we deal with one another, or what I can offer you, what I'm going to offer you as much as I could, but there will be a limit. When it comes to intimate relationship for relationship, I cannot have this kind of, if I'm going into an intimate relationship that breaks all the boundaries, I cannot start with boundaries. So I ha this is an assessment. To get into this relationship as an intimate or not. So depending on the context. With a friendship, I'm going to deal with every person. But I'm going to put the right boundaries when dealing with you. If it's intimate, no, this is a decision making. And part of this marital relationship is we're going to have diffused boundaries. Of course, we have boundaries of respect. But in terms of I want her to take advantage of me in a good way. I'm willing to give unconditional. And giving unconditional meaning yes, she's going to take advantage of me. And I expect her to do some kind of the same. So depending on the context, the decision, the way I think about it is could be different. But ultimately, I bring God into this to help me balance my perspective, balance my thoughts balance my way of thinking about this person and this relationship and the type of relationship. Yes. Uh, 
doing their brain and stuff. So my question is, is it bad to have sort of not price locations, but you know what you're looking for, but you're not willing to sell? Is that what you meant by standards? Because there are a lot of times, it's not like a criteria or a checklist you're looking for in someone, but it's almost like a standard. Like you have Where are you getting these expectations from? So it's something that you value. Like, let's say for example, someone who wants to have God-fearing like man or woman in a relationship. Yeah, exactly. That's a standard. Everybody wants that. But now we say that's a given. We're all Christians. We're going to have that. No, that's but not a given. Who said it's a given? It's not a given. Not a given. No, that's no, not no, true. Some people think it's already because they're in church. The confidence is not such a given. Absolutely not. Some people say in terms of like family values or similar values. Those are not standards. Those are values. Yeah. Standards are basically, I am referring to standards that you have to be like six two in social like media, <laughs> generally physical <laughs> about how he looks, about how she looks, about what kind of money, what kind of job, what kind of this. So this is what I meant by this is what is meant by standard, especially the standards that are picked in usually social media. What kind of they do not they do not run after values very rarely. They run after values, and even when they run after values, it's really usually usually there is some distortion in it, unfortunately. But 